0: going on people people forget that podcast with your host ryan who's myself and kevin fuck i was literally about to say like i think i finally got the intro down but then i messed up where i put myself it should be i'm just hold on let me just do it over again
1: <laughs> what's
0: going on people people forget that podcast with your hosts myself ryan and joining me as always, Kevin. What's up, Kevin?
1: What's going on? Happy to be here. That's
0: that. It's more. That's more fluid for me. More fluid. I think, and it is. This is a special episode.
1: What is episode uh, fifty? Oh, I didn't even know that. It's, it's
0: episode fifty. So
1: it's called consistency.
0: It's only. It's only right that the intro is possibly solidified. Finally,
1: rounding into form.
0: 50, 50 episodes later, that's incredible. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. I mean, we are almost up on a year. Um, doing this, like in a month or two. Yeah, I guess two weeks episode. So I don't think we missed a week. So
1: it's pretty crazy. Like you think, um, uh, you know, well, what happened in the last year, but then it's just been really coronavirus the whole time. So
0: yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that's happened, but, uh, you know, here we are. We're we're striving. We're striving. Everyone else, maybe not so much, but people forget that podcast, striving, and, you know, you shouldn't forget that. But pretty light news on the NBA front. So we're just going to be speculating.
1: Reck- but it's always a good time. speculation. Reckless speculation.
0: I mean, what's more fun than speculation and just mental masturbation? There's nothing. I mean, I did say James Harden would be traded. I said 10 days, but then I said this Sunday too. So I still have three days and I'll be technically... If it happens tomorrow, I consider myself being correct.
1: Okay, fair enough. I feel like maybe it could happen tomorrow. Probably not, but maybe.
0: I don't know. I mean... I, 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 the talks aren't dead. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's just going to take time because the thing is that this, this is a new general manager for the Rockets, right? So new, new GM, he doesn't want to get fired. He wants to make a, he wants to make a splash. All new GMs want to make a splash. All new owners want to make a splash. But the problem is that he really can't do it any... His hands are tied because his franchise player wants to leave. And his other star player, Russell Westbrook, also wants to get traded because he thinks that James Harn is also going to leave. So he has his two best players want to get traded immediately. And he is forced to you know, fetch offers in a market that seems to be not in really like high demand for James Harden because the key suitors are, you know, the guy the people who have assets that can trade for Harden just don't seem interested. Um and I'm still waiting for that one dark horse team that comes out of nowhere with a package, like the nuggets or something.
1: I don't. But, I don't think the Nuggets would be a dark horse. It's just if they're going to include Jamal Murray, which I don't think they will. So, I, well, I guess that makes them a dark horse. I think we covered really all the teams. I just think in the East, it's Celt- Celtics. Just in terms of who possibly could do it, it, would be Celtics, Sixers, Nets, and did we say one other team? I, I, Heat. Heat. And and but then but then I don't think the Heat would even do it. And it's like in the West, it's like, well, maybe the Pelicans could throw in Brandon Ingram, but I don't think they will. It's, it's just going to come down to probably Nets or Sixers, I would say. Like even somebody uh, that um, I follow on Twitter was saying today, like, oh, what if the Clippers offer Paul George? And I was saying, like OK, if the Clippers offer Paul George, first of all, Paul George and what? They trade away all their first round draft picks. And Paul George has one year left on his contract and then a player option. So you're going to play trade James Harden for someone with one year left on his contract who can just leave and go to another team? That would be the dumbest trade of all time. I don't think the Clippers can get him. So it, it's really – it's it's either can the Sixers – are the Sixers willing to put Ben Simmons in on, on the table? If they're not, then they're not going to get him. Uh, and then, then it will be the Nets because I don't see what other team is going to –
0: and that's the thing. That's the problem. That this. G- Imagine being in this. Listen. Even I'm like not even biased Nets fan. Um, so there were you know just r- random James Harden rumors like to the Nets, and I was just like I didn't even think of. It was seemed so far fetched because I was like, we just don't have that key that player that they are looking for. We do have like a bunch of picks, but they probably won't be great. So I'm like, there's no way the Nets package is good enough. But it simply just seems that it's the only package available and James Harden wants to go to the, to the Nets. But the GM, he's, like, he's in a tough position because he's like, okay, well, the only offer on the table, I don't think is good enough for James Harden, this generational talent who some have said the, is the greatest offensive player of all time. Who's 31, 32 years old. Um, sure he's on two years left, but we should be able to get a godfather package, especially when you look at the Drew Holiday trade, where the Bucks they did mortgage their future for him, three first round picks and two pick swaps. Late first round, late later years first round, like twenty twenty seven, which could be very valuable, which I think we discussed. We discussed last pod. I know that. So he's in this awful situation, him personally, to where he has to make he has to be able to get a deal and say, Okay, so we did lose lose James Harden, but we have we got X, Y, and Z packages uh in return and this way we have a bright future um going forward. So basically they need a I mean the Nets without Kyrie and K D last year were uh forty-plus win team. So I think, you know, they're not like the if the let's say the, the Rockets do make this trade, Rockets get Karras, Dinwiddie, Allen, Shamit, a bunch of first-round picks. And it's like okay, we have like some solid solid pieces. Um, Levert could be a borderline all-star. Dinwiddie was a borderline all star last year.
1: Dinwiddie and Karis Levert will never, between the two of them, they will never make one all star game.
0: In the West, they wouldn't, but I think Karis has a. Well, the thing is, Barely Beal missed the all star game last year, so I don't see how. That's what
1: I'm saying. It's not, you can't get in the all star game averaging like 22, 6 and 6 or something like that. And you're not even going to come close unless you're like. Recognized as like already, like if okay, if you're Chris Paul or something, then people are going to be like, Oh, well, he plays beyond his stats. If you're like just some up and coming guy, you need to average like 28, 7 and 8 or something.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's uh, the thing is like the all star term is it's like basically if you're not all star, you stink. But you know, if you're averaging, if Kairos is averaging like 23, 6 and 4 on good shooting numbers. I mean, that's a quality player and, you know, they could sell themselves on that, but you know, this it's, you know, the main thing is like this gym just doesn't that, like his main goal is just to not get fired. So he wants to save, he wants to basically his plan that he has laid out is to save for money because Vertita is struggling financially and to get the most assets possible, for James Harden and both seem hard to do. Absolutely. Cause I mean, if they do trade for Dinwiddie and Allen, they're both up for extensions and you have to, you'd have to pay Dinwiddie and you'd also have to pay Allen. Allen. I wouldn't be, Allen. I would, would be fine paying, um, but Dinwiddie would be tough because it seems like his value is low. To where we just saw Mantras like those six men, the scoring six men who aren't strong defensively, go for like ten million. Yeah, so but what know. about like
1: Danilo Gallinari? Right? Those are big. Mantras is a big man. That like he shoot, no. well, Yeah, he can't shoot. He's totally. Only thing him and Spencer Dinwiddie have in common is they come off the bench or like yeah,
0: I mean, they score points. I
1: mean, Danilo Gallinari just got twenty million dollars a year from. The Hawks. Bogdan, he's
0: a D guy without the D.
1: Without the D, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's just all offense, no defense type of player. He's Still got 20 million dollars because you know he's he's a good shooter and he can score. I mean, I don't I don't see uh, Dinwiddie getting like he's definitely going to get like at least high teens for sure. Now, would I want to pay him high teens to have him on my team? I don't know. Probably not. But I, I still mm-hmm. think some team out there is going to give him a decent contract. Well, what I think probably more what what if the Rockets just say uh you know what we're just going to hold on to him for the rest of the season because the the Nets it's not like the Nets have all the leverage in the world like they are they're on a timeline they have two players who it's like KD's not getting any younger so can they afford to just you know say yeah you know what we're, we we won't trade for Harden this this season. We're fine without him. And then you say, well, okay, great. Then next off season, Harden only has one year left on his deal. So can the Nets afford to just wait two full seasons to sign him as a free agent? I, I, like I don't know. Like they, they there is yeah. there is priority for. It's not like the Nets have the Rockets over a, a barrel here, and they're just going to get whatever they want. I mean, they get like a you know they get they don't have to give up too much to get him. Basically, they're going to have to give up basically everything.
0: Yeah, they're gonna to have to give up everything, and I think they should give up everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, who cares? It's just more fun, you know. <laughs> like who, who? I, I get the, I get the idea that I think Zach, well, i have talked about this before. Like two stars in depth versus three stars. But what three stars gives you is that if one of your stars gets hurt, you still have two stars. Which exactly. Still, it sounds obvious, but it's like not that obvious because if you have two, at, two stars in depth. Android. Yeah, exactly. They they only have, you know, well, quote unquote, two stars. Then one of them gets hurt. Now they only have one star left. Same thing with the Lakers. If AD or LeBron gets hurt, they're screwed. They're not going to do anything. Uh, but whereas with the Heat back in the day, like D-Wade could be banged up or Chris Bosh could be hurt. And they still had two, you know, high level players left over. So yeah, whereas it's true. like if the Nets, if KD or Kyrie gets hurt, they're not going to do anything. But it's super, it's yeah. super,
0: it's star depth versus replacement level player depth you want the superstar depth all the time.
1: Yeah. So I think, I mean, I guess I'm trying to like uh, make a counter argument about like, Hmm, why would he not? I don't really just see another team. That's going to, unless it's really just the Sixers and the Nets. And then if the Nets are not trading Ben Simmons, then they're not getting him. And that means the Nets are going to get him. But I'm just interested to see how far, how long, the Rockets are willing to go with it. I mean it would be seemed like so awkward if the Rockets just come back with Russ. It seems like my prediction would be that Russ is on the Rockets to start the season. Like I don't are they gonna do with the John Wall trade really? I don't think so.
0: I don't I don't know. I don't see the point of that. But Yeah, I mean I don't think all right, so I guess we'll dive into the Sixers discussion. Because now I don't think the Sixers are going to trade Ben Simmons at all. I think they're like, okay, this is the first time we'll see him with some shooters and he could actually space the floor now with him B like we could see him at his full potential. And you know three years for five years for Ben Simmons, at like age 23, 24, over two years of James Harden at age 32. I mean, I think Moore is pretty excited about having Ben Simmons. Um, he said that on his Reddit AMA that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have like projected skill set to be some of the greatest players of all time, which is obviously, you know, coach speaker, ownership speak you know, just kind of like favoring your own players. Um, But I do think he does see, I think, you know, obviously Maury would love to have James Harden, but they don't have the assets to get him without Ben Simmons. And I just simply don't think the more I think about it, I just don't think that if I was the Sixers, I don't think I would trade. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I really do like Ben Simmons, but what if he's just not that good? Like, cause he, 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 he he might just not shoot. And he might just be a limited player. He might just average literally six. What if he averages 16 and eight? And like 16, eight and eight for the rest of his career. Yeah. And good defense. Very good defense. Would you trade that for James Harden? Or are you betting on the upside that he's going to break out to like 23 9 and 9. I mean, this year with new added shooters,
1: I, I, yeah, it could be, it could be that because, oh,
0: this is the point I actually was trying to make. I was trying to think, like, what was this point? So, you know, when Russell Westbrook was like 23 years old, he's like, everyone's like, wow, this guy's so athletic, uh, I would love him. He's just awesome. He can't really shoot, but he's just so athletic. Good defender. You know, scores, assists, does it all besides shooting. Ben Simmons is taller version of Russell Westbrook and less less athletic. Like now Russell Westbrook is deemed untradeable at age like 31 because he can't shoot. And they say how his style isn't good enough to win a championship team but in a way don't they play very similar because they simply can't shoot i mean like at least russ can somewhat shoot he could like hit like a basic wide open three or knock down mid-ranges ben literally cannot shoot he won't
1: won't ben's also one of the best defensive players in basketball so if russ was one of the best defensive players in the basketball i don't i think he would have a lot of trade value
0: I think he's a good defender.
1: Russ, I don't think he's a good defender. I think he's okay, but I don't really think he makes a positive impact. Not when not when I not when I watch him. Now maybe when he's fully healthy, but I just never I never looked at him as like a lockdown guy is maybe back in OKC because he yeah, he was he gambling was like a lot That's, and he yeah. could like make but even then, at least from what I read, articles I read, games I watched, it didn't seem like he was a lockdown guy. It just seemed like okay, he would have games where he'd get four steals because he's, like, gambling in the passing lane and stuff. I mean, but I ben, think Ben is, fact, yeah.
0: I think the fact that Ben literally cannot shoot anywhere on the floor negates that it shifts the, you know, because Russ could knock down jumpers like, like no problem. Mid-range jumpers, top of the key, that's his spot. I mean, he can spread the floor that way. Like Ben literally, just cannot shoot any jump shots whatsoever. So,
1: so what are you saying? Like, what What, what are you saying? So you're saying that they should trade that, Ben Simmons?
0: Like, like, we're talking about how great uh, Ben Simmons is, but we look at somewhat similar player to where, you know, just good at everything else, but can't shoot. And we see this guy making all this money and he's deemed untradeable in his prime years still.
1: But I and, well, I don't think Russ is in his prime anymore. And also Ben Simmons is how many years younger is Ben Simmons? Like nine years younger than Russ. I mean, if yeah, if the Sixers uh, tried to six years younger. Okay. Six, seven. I mean, if, if the Sixers traded Ben, tried to trade Ben Simmons, I think there'd be a lot of teams who was interested in him.
0: And Ben Simmons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's because he's, you know, under contract for five years, um
1: russell westbrook's is under contract for a couple of years that's still. not
0: i'm talking about like i'm comparing russell westbrook at like 24 and ben simmons at like 24
1: yeah no one was complaining about russ when he was 24 though
0: that's the thing it's like but then you know his value is going to drop if he doesn't get better at threes
1: yeah but that's like seven years down the line i mean if russ if if first of all they're different players though they because like if Russ is not Ben Simmons, is like six foot nine, how tall is Ben Simmons? Like 6'10? Ben Simmons can guard power forwards, he could guard small forwards, he could guard shooting guards, he could guard point guards, he could probably guard centers. Like, that's uh, what
0: I'm talking offensively, though.
1: Yeah, but well, it's only one side of the ball. Like, I don't, are they somewhat similar players in terms of their athletic guards that can't really 100%
0: shoot? 100% more important than defense.
1: Yeah, I don't even understand what your point is. You're saying in 8 years is it possible that Ben Simmons is maybe untradeable, so maybe the Sixers should get ahead of that by trading him? What, I don't what's like, the, What what is what, what are you talking about? What
0: what makes Ben Simmons so valuable? That
1: he's literally arguably was in the conversation for defensive player of the year and he is an amazing passer and he's super athletic and he's a good rebounder. So, I mean, if you surround him with shooters.
0: Okay. So is he a championship level player?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he could be. What,
0: uh, what Russ, at age 24
1: Russ? Well, I, I think at Russ at age 24, you could have, he, they made the finals. I mean, they could, they could have beat the heat in 2012. They also could have made the finals in 2016. Uh, with Russ being like, what the second best player on the team. So I think Russ was a championship level player in his prime, but Russ now, when he's making $50 trillion every season and he's only getting older and he's not getting any better, he's only really going to get worse at this point, then um that's why he's... Russ isn't a negative uh, asset because of the way that he plays. That's partially, but it's also how much money he's making and how old he is. And also, yeah, is offense more important than defense? Yeah, but it's not like a, just a non... Uh, what's the big deal? I mean, if it's what's the big deal, then you could say like, what DeAndre Ayton? What is he like? Ninety percent as good as Anthony Davis? Eighty percent as good? I mean, defense? What is it? It doesn't even matter. So uh, DeAndre Ayton? What does he score like twenty four points per thirty six minutes? So I mean, he's basic. And what did they grab? Just about the same rebounds as Anthony Davis? So I guess he's basically as good as Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, it's like there, there's Ben Simmons. I'm. I think it goes to the idea that you're saying like GMs don't want to get fired. Maybe uh, Daryl, you figured Daryl's going to get at least three years, right? To do this, maybe he won't. Maybe the Sixers will change his mind, but maybe he's thinking, why should I trade Ben Simmons for James Harden when James Harden has two years left on his contract and then a player option? So if if the if the Sixers trade for Ben uh, for James Harden and they lose in the second round the next two seasons. Maybe the Sixers are like, well, what the hell? You know, the ownership or whatever is like, okay, so and then James Harden leaves, let's say, then what? Then Maury's going to be like, whoops, sorry about that, guys. And then maybe he gets fired. But now maybe it's like, well, he could sell he could sell Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid for like five years, you know, Uh, and maybe there is a time where he comes to trade one of them or he doesn't. but he's got at least like two years here where he could be like, well, I'm sort of cleaning up the mess that Elton brand made. And these guys are only going to get better. They're young players and stuff like that. I think I go back and forth with Ben where it's like, yeah, there's going to be a ceiling on how good my really issue is uh, with him scoring, you know? Yeah. Obviously shooting is a part of scoring, but you know, Russ was like, a high level score, you know, not necessarily with efficiency, but he's scoring like 27, 28, 30 points a game in his prime. You know, if you told me that Ben Simmons is going to be scoring 27, 28 points in his prime, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, this guy's going to be one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, and that was with Russ. Okay. Obviously he had a couple of seasons where, you know, he was decent shooting threes at, at solid volume, but that was with Russ mostly not being a shooter. Like if, if, if Ben Simmons can score, points then he doesn't necessarily need to be a three-point shooter but i don't know if he's ever going to get to be like even a mid 20 point scorer if he literally will never ever shoot a jump shot how many- so if
0: he so if he if he's the same player now in five years he's going to lose as his athleticism and he's going to be in the same situation as Westbrook. Westbrook, he's going to be on a huge contract and he won't be able to shoot
1: well, that's five years from now. I mean, by your logic, then the Thunder should have traded Russell Westbrook when he was like in his rookie season. Why not? Just get rid of him. His value's only. Why don't the Lakers trade Anthony Davis? His value is only going to go down. You know, it's like I don't know why, why are you – keep
0: they... bringing AD. AD? Is not even in this conversation.
1: I'm just saying, you're like here's their, There's this good NBA player, right? His name's Ben Simmons. But you know, at some point, he he may he may still be a good player, but maybe not as good as we hoped. And it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, I, I I could see that happening for sure. And it's like, so maybe should the Sixers just get rid of him because five years from now he might be a problem? I mean, I don't know. I mean, should the Sixers yeah, I mean, pay Joel
0: Embiid that, because seven that's years That's pretty now? valid. I mean, it's not, why not? Valid get, at max, all. Get, max, get max value right now?
1: Oh, my God. Well, why don't the Lakers get max value right now for AD?
0: Why does AD have – AD is not even – this has nothing to do with Anthony Davis. But why do you keep bringing up Anthony I'm, Davis? I'm
1: saying he – Anthony Davis, wouldn't you say he's like right in his prime right now?
0: But he's going to be good for his entire career, pretty much.
1: Well, what what if he's going to— Because he
0: could shoot. He could do everything.
1: But he's going to start— That's
0: not the point. The <laughs> whole point is that when these guys age, they get worse defensively because they don't Mb have their athleticism.
1: Shoot. Joel Embiid can't shoot. He's
0: a big man. It's, it's a different game. It's a point guard position. Maybe Ben to Simmons is floor. a big man he's a point guard i mean maybe
1: maybe they need a point guard i would be interested to see uh ben simmons i guess it's kind of tough because if he's not playing point guard then he's off ball and if he's off ball then what the hell is he doing for your team
0: like I'm i'm listening to like ben simmons like oh i wish i wish we could see so these are the two conversations it's like oh i wish we could see uh ben simmons get his own team I and hate just run i'm
1: out on that con so if you're out on that conversation i agree with you because
0: it's as little easier to
1: russell, russell
0: westbrook you know scenario it's just like this guy's just gonna score a lot of points i mean but i don't I understand he's
1: gonna score a lot of points in that my problem with that scenario is what i was saying before is that he i don't think he's ever gonna be the scorer that russ was so it's like i don't think he's that. He can't He can't be the number one guy. Well, ben yeah, I mean, that's fine. I, I don't think he could be the best player on a championship team. Could he be a number two on a championship team? I think he's got to get better. I think he's got to get better.
0: I think he needs a strong number three then.
1: Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. If Ben Simmons is going to be like, like, here's here's an example. Let's say, uh so, now this is just totally fake and, and made up, but let's say somehow the, the Sixers were able to get like CJ McCollum. How about Jimmy Butler? Well, yeah, but then Jimmy Butler would have been better than Ben Simmons. That that would have switched it around. I mean, Jimmy Butler might have even been better than, you know, he wouldn't have been better than Embiid. But it's like my my thinking is if, if C.J. McCollum's on the Sixers, he's the third best player, but he sort of is more offense, whereas Ben Simmons can't is not as good of a – you know what I'm saying? It's like if Ben Simmons is going to be the second yeah, best yeah. player on your team, your third best player needs to be a scorer because otherwise you're not going to have enough scoring on your team. Uh, so I, yeah. I could see a scenario like that. I mean, if if it's if if your third best player is like some, you know, bam out of bio or something, then it's like, OK, we, how the hell are you guys going to score points? Your team's going to be off, awesome defensively, but you need a third best guy who is going to fill in the gaps of Ben, basically. But I could see in, the, in that specific scenario, Ben being the second best player. Uh, I mean, if Ben's your third best player, then you're really in business. But that was the whole thing with why the hell didn't they keep Jimmy Butler? Because Ben would have been their third best player, but whatever.
0: Yeah, so basically, just the point I'm trying to make is that like people want to see Ben on his own team, but we just saw a ball-dominant guard who can't shoot have his own team, and then uh, he's deemed that he just can't be a his play style. The way, since he can't shoot, he can't be a uh, top player on a championship team. So it's, like, the same scenario. It's just basically, like, saying how Ben Simmons is just, uh, you know, somehow totally different than Russell Westbrook. Obviously, the, the height differences matter, and and uh, Ben Simmons is better defensively, but Russ is a much better scorer. And he's honestly, he's technically a much better shooter than Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, I would, Simmons- I would agree
1: with that. Well, Ben Simmons, it's almost like he's a... He's off the grid. Like he's not even a bad shooter. He's just a null shooter.
0: He doesn't even try. He doesn't. How like, he kept, he is literally mentally incapable of moving his arms to shoot when <laughs> outside he's, of a certain he's distance.
1: He's like Markel Fultz, man. Where it's like Markel Fultz got like a brain uh, cr- a crack in his brain that made it so he got the yips, man. Ben Simmons basically has the yips. Like he, he does have the, like yes. why, he's
0: really good the psychologist
1: like why didn't he I don't understand, bro. It's like, dude, just like shoot. Like, no, no, even if you're going to. And why is he so bad? His form like isn't horrific. I don't understand. Like his form's not terrible. Well, Kevin O'Connor says that he's a righty, which it's kind of I, I definitely believe that. So but it's dude, if you're like willing to go to like a psychologist, a therapist, but you're not willing to consider that maybe you should just change hands. Like Ben Simmons has had what nine months off since the pandemic, since he he got hurt. Why why Where couldn't he have spent he... his nine months just shooting with his right hand? And what is he, is he just doing trying practice? it for three months. Yeah, we talked about this before. He just dribbles really hard <laughs> and does defensive slides. It's so funny because every uh every practice video we see of like Carmelo or whoever, Dame Lillard, it's just them shooting jump shots. So it's basically like every practice video, like of a guy in the gym, right? Yeah, like yeah. Ben Simmons, like he just shoots like really hard layups. Uh, double clutch, <laughs> reverse. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. It's like, why didn't he spend My thing would be like, dude, why not just take one month, right? Just give it one month. Say like back in June or whenever he recovered from his injury, just get with his trainers and just say – I'm going to give it one month to where I'm just going to shoot jump shots. Like let's say a thousand jump shots every day. However money is a good amount with, with my right hand. I'm just going to try it. And at the end of the month, uh, whatever, if I'm, if I'm terrible at shooting jump shots with my right hand, then I'll just go back to what I used to do, which is like, it's not like, Oh, if, if I try to shoot with my right hand, that's going to make me even worse with my left. Like, like, dude, you, you're nothing with your left. You can't even possibly get worse. So I just think it's worth a shot. Like, why not? The worst case scenario is you try it for a couple of weeks and you're just so discouraged and you hate it so much and you're even worse somehow that you're like, you know what, screw this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And you go back to shooting with your left hand. But what if like two weeks into shooting with your right hand, you're like, dude, I actually feel comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm making step back threes. I feel good with this. Then you're a whole different player, but whatever. Yeah, I mean... I guess it's also hard because it's like – not not to interrupt. Sorry. I'll, I'll let you go right after this. Uh, it's kind of like when you get in life, like when you get so uh, – such positive validation and affirmation, it's like let's say – like so what if Ben Simmons got a max contract, right? Like he literally yeah. got the most – he was the number one pick in uh, coming out of uh, college. He was highly recruited coming out of high school. He gets an MBA – and he, as soon as it's possible, he gets the biggest contract he could get. It, it, it's kind of like you know, almost I could imagine him in his head being like, "Everything I'm doing is kind of working right now." So, but then to his credit, he does, like you're saying, it does seem like he is working on it or admitting that it's an issue. So, isn't that the first step in the process, admitting you have a problem? So, I, I don't think it's I, that's just a thought that popped in my head. I don't think that really applies to him, but you could imagine how someone in his situation would be like, "You know what? I'm not. I'm just never going to be a good shooter." And guess what? I'm still going to make th- Gordon Hay, where made 250 million dollars at the end of his career you know it's maybe even more i don't know after this contract ben simmons could never shoot a jump shot in an mba game for the rest of his career and he's probably gonna make like 300 million dollars you know so i'm not supporting that i'm just saying that's a reality
0: <laughs> yeah i mean we'll see what happens but like I mean, I do, but, like, with it said, I mean, I do like Ben Simmons. I do. I'm just, like, you know, it's just a lot of Westbrook hate, and it's like, okay, understand, like, what Ben Simmons' ceiling is. I mean, this guy, it's not even that he has, like, a broken jumper. It's that he doesn't shoot. Like, it's a mental thing, which I don't know, which, you know, it depends on the person. That could be the fact that he just hasn't tried is more frightening than him being bad at this like the
1: fact that we've gone this far right the, the uh, longer the longer it takes i mean the longer the we heart. go without him trying the less and less likely that he ever becomes good at it right it's just like right the least after his rookie season you could be like ah well there's still a chance he'll work hard at it but like the more seasons and seasons we go like the the percentages are plummeting that he'll ever even have like a functional jump shot i what i will say in your support is that if he averages like 16 17 points a game this year i'm going to be disappointed So I'll just, I'll just throw down that mini gauntlet. Like if, yeah, if he puts up this similar stat line, I'm just going to be like, all right. I mean, what are we doing here?
0: I mean, I remember, yeah. I mean, we, you know, what's funny. We talk about the Sixers like more than anybody. They're like the most interesting team. They They are
1: fascinating.
0: They have so many moving parts,
1: but it's the the Tobias thing kills me because that made them so much less fascinating because there's only so much they can do now. Like, right. Like Daryl sort of shuffled things around. I, I like the way that he shuffled things around. Like, okay, they got Danny Green. They got Seth Curry. There's going to be like room to operate now, but you know, they, you know, there's, I don't really see, they're not going to get like a third star. I don't really see how that would happen because to buy, I don't even think they could afford another max contract. It's like when the, the Warriors had all their max contracts like I don't I feel like some point sometimes the rules just don't make any sense. Like can can the can the Sixers sign like they have Ben, they have Joel, they have Tobias. Can they just like sign another max free agent? Probably not. So like th- this is their team. It's like Tobias, Ben, Joel and whatever they Daryl can put around them. And Daryl has been good in his career of like finding random role players to like sh- slide onto a team. So you figure if anyone can get the most out of uh, Ben, Joel, and Tobias, because he does have to be included in this quote-unquote big three because he's just going to be there. He's not going to be moving anytime soon. You figure it would be Daryl. But, you know, it's just uh, – I guess I guess they're fascinating because they do have potential because nobody's fascinated in like the, the Hornets or something where there's no potential. They're just going to suck. So there's like with the Sixers, there's just just – underlying belief that you know this team could really be elite and you're just waiting to see if it would happen uh and so i think that's what it comes down to
0: all right so you you said how you said that um you know if ben could be the second best player on a team the third would have to be a good player who's better at offense than defense
1: yeah i would say so
0: and your name CJ McCollum. Yeah. But who who's better? CJ McCollum
1: or Tobias Harris? I mean, first for I would say I'd say CJ. I'd say CJ. I'm I'm not a Tobias guy. I would say CJ.
0: I know you're not a Tobias guy, but isn't that what he needs? Like what you're asking for? Like cuz I mean Tobias shot like 40% from three the last like 3-4 years. Yeah, but and he's younger and he's taller than CJ McCollum.
1: To, to Tobias to me though it's not like a I don't think of him as a scorer I mean Tobias kind of has average. he
0: literally averages 18 a game he's literally averaged like 18 a game in the last like five years but that's
1: my problem he has sort of the Ben Simmons problem where it's like okay if if Tobias five years ago when Tobias was averaging 18 and 8 you could be like oh man wait till Tobias averages 24 and 8 you know But that's also what I'm saying. That that never happened. So it's like, you know, if if Tobias was averaging 24 points a game, this would be a different conversation about him.
0: But like basically isn't. So, I mean, isn't that like what you're alluding to, that he just needs a a third star? But they already have that, that like is Tobias better than uh, Ben Simmons offensively?
1: Uh, you know, that, that's an interesting question. I wonder because they basically score around the same amount of points and, uh, Ben is a way better passer. So I don't know yeah. that that that's a tough question. I would probably lean Ben, but I don't think it's by like a mile or anything. You know, I could, could be wrong about this because Tobias is like a solid shooter and he's, you know, a, a, a decent scorer. Uh, but it's, Tobias is um, on to me. It's just like the worst possible version of Carmelo
0: on the, Alright, so let's say you're building a team for just offense. You could pick whoever you want. You could pick any other four players just for offense. You need a bucket. Or let's say you need you need uh you need ten points. Are you gonna take Ben Simmons or Tobias? No, nah, I mean I don't I that's a sort of a different you pick anybody.
1: That's just so, yeah, then I would definitely pick Ben. I mean if if I if, really? if I'm if I'm here's what i'll say if i'm build, if i want if my question is if my goal is to build the best offensive team i can and my first pick has to be ben simmons or tobias but i can yeah. sort of fill out the rest of the team however i want like you're saying uh my my first pick would be ben if you're asking me to bet my life on a random nba sixers game who, which of them is going to score more than 15 points in that game. I'll probably go with Tobias just because if he's going to do anything, he's going to score 15 points, you know, whereas Ben could score like 12 points, but have like 11 points and 10 rebounds. So it's like, yeah, Tobias is probably right now a better scorer than Ben. But if I I, I would have more confidence, I could build uh, a, a great offense around Ben than Tobias. Is I sort
0: thing. Of- cause I could, cause like if, if I had that first pick, I would just to- choose Tobias because then I could just, Surround the team with literally everyone that I could shoot, and then I just rely on whoever else I pick at point guard to do the playmaking. Yeah, but who could be better than
1: dude? Tobias is not. He's not good. He's just not. So that's
0: the point is, that basically, you just have four players that can shoot compared to five.
1: Yeah, but on the how many teams have five players on the floor who could shoot?
0: This is just hypothetical. This is like ultimatum, just like
1: yeah. I would still pick Ben. Because I would just pick four players who could shoot, and then I would just have Ben as a as a playmaker.
0: But then you could just have another playmaker, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, would you? All right, would you, would you rather have not even that
1: good of a shooter for what it's worth? Thirty six percent for his career. From three, that's like average. That's barely above well, average.
0: He struggled in his first couple of years. Like you discount that. Look at the volume on his when he he du- he doubled his volume and he's increased his uh, three point production percentage. On the like shooters. that's not the, on the Sixers,
1: the- he's a thirty five point six percent three point shooter. Womp womp womp.
0: played. He's basically played a season.
1: No, I mean, he's he's played...
0: He's played, like, 90 games.
1: He's played uh, almost 100 games. Almost 100. Uh, almost 100. So, but
0: on the, Clippers, on the Clippers, he shot 43%. He shot 43% and 41%. On the Pistons, he shot 41%.
1: Dude, well, dude, I, I'm going to go with a large sample size. I mean, you can go with... Well, he yeah, had these seasons... Where- it
0: is a large sample size. He's a good three-point shooter. He's a very good at three-point shooter.
1: Oh, <laughs> No, he's not, man.
0: He's yes, he is.
1: If you if you stopped at good, I would have been like, all right, fine. He's very good.
0: He's very good. No,
1: no. It's just not true, man. He he's had seasons where he's been very good. Over his career, he's been like pretty good.
0: But you're you're accounting for these years in Milwaukee in Orlando when he shot less threes and at a poor percentage, like he simply got better. Like that's the thing about looking at career percentages. It's, it's, it's stupid because if a guy just develops his jump shot, like all of a sudden you're going to hold the, like the five, like 10 years ago, uh, against him because he couldn't shoot. And it's like, oh, he's not a good shooter because he couldn't shoot five years ago. All
1: right. Well, how about, like,
0: what if he's has been shooting now? How
1: about his last four seasons? 35 percent, 41 percent, 40 percent, 37 percent. So
0: that sounds damn good to me. Yeah, I saw well, it I heard what, it depends what over season 41%. you randomly
1: select. He's had two seasons where he's basically been average and he's had two seasons where he's basically been J.J. Reddick. So I don't know what to make of that. That seems like above average to me the past four years. that doesn't seem like oh he's very good yeah
0: forty one percent is elite
1: yeah but dude i don't I don't know how to explain it if it's a a fifty fifty uh fifty coin flip of if he's going to shoot forty percent or thirty six percent i I don't know what to make of that. you
0: take the average, you take the average
1: right and the average of the last four seasons is what, what thirty eight point
0: five of forty one and thirty six 38.5 is that not very good at 3 point shooting? Well, I, I on five attempts.
1: Well, probably yeah the past 4 years I would say he I guess he has been very good.
0: Thank you, Michael Scott Mead.
1: Yeah, but who cares, dude? Who the fuck cares about Tobias Harris? I mean, who why, why are we defending Tobias Harris? He doesn't need to be defended for anyone. He's making 80 million dollars a year to score 15 points a game. Like he's okay. He's going to
0: be the Point fine. is Ben Simmons now is in a good situation. Yeah, I would two to drive
1: to, to, to drive the floor and like kick to shooters. Like who he he's getting eight po- eight assists a game passing to freaking you know Al Horford. So maybe LeBron, Lebron
0: led the league in assists passing to like yeah, well, fucking garbage players nobody,
1: Nobody's a Lebron. I mean, you can't really com- compare to Lebron.
0: He did the thing is like he led the, the league, so it's like if you like eight and eight, it's like okay, but he led. He had eleven assists. What was it, ten?
1: Yeah, I mean he he but, basically was playing point guard for the for the uh for the Lakers for most of the season. It's pretty crazy. I mean he was always playing point guard, but this time he actually really was playing point guard.
0: I don't even know what Ben Simmons. I mean this is his fourth year. So I mean there's still hope. In two years, if he's not shooting threes, then you just gotta raise the flag. But <laughs> I mean, white flag or the red flag? Both.
1: Wow, so you're giving up flag this as an issue, but we're also surrendering. Yeah. All right. I mean, hey, if you say so.
0: Hey, I don't remember what like the point was. We kind of just dove into like one topic, then got into a subtopic, and then another subtopic. But in conclusion. There really is no conclusion because I don't I don't know what we were even talking In about
1: conclusion. The Sixers,
0: the Sixers, I mean, straight up. But yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't know. I think Mori is pretty bent on keeping these two because they they went through the whole process and offer. They did all that suffering for these two players and they're just going to trade him, uh, you know, that's, I mean, I think that's a dumb mindset, because if you use the assets to like get James Harden, it's like, you do it. Like, w- would you rather? What has a better chance of winning a championship, James Harden on the on the Sixer team or Ben Simmons?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely James Harden.
0: It's James Harden. I mean, I just don't think. I mean, then you 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 include the the contract scenarios, but it's like if you win one championship uh with James Harden I think it's obviously worth it. And that's like the end goal. I don't understand. What's the what's the end goal of these these like owners and GMs? Is it to win, win a championship?
1: Game. No, I mean most Is these it, owners are just trying to make money. They don't they could care less. They want to make I mean, money. The the Knicks are the most valuable NBA team. They haven't won a game in 50 years. So these owners don't care. I mean they just they don't want to spend too much money. There, I if they can win a championship while making a bunch of money, then yes. But if they are gonna have to spend a bunch of money and pay a bunch of luxury tax to maybe win the title, hell no, they're not gonna do that. Uh, I mean, that's why the Mets fans I don't know if you've been following, but uh, the guy Steve Cohen, who's like apparently the guy, I guess, billions I don't watch any of these shows, but billions. I apparently is based off he's some venture capital guy, I guess really?
0: I didn't know I was based off. Of yeah, it.
1: apparently it is. And so he basically bought the Mets and he's just been saying like, it's basically like a dream scenario of what you would want a sports owner to be in terms of he's just saying like, I don't even care about making money from the Mets because I have like other businesses that make my money. I just want to win. And he's just basically saying, like, we're going to just sign all the best players, basically. (laughs) So I'm very interested to see how it unfolds, because uh, it seems like that is actually an ownership uh, group or just an owner singular who's like, I'm just going to try to win, try to get the best players and take it from there. Uh, So it's interesting. He said, like, he wants to win a title in the next three to five years with the Mets or else it'll be a disappointment. And yeah, but I mean, most of these teams are just like, I mean, look, they just always are ducking the luxury tax. They don't want to pay the luxury tax. But what's funny is that, that if you're super rich, somebody like Steve Cohen and you're super rich outside of sports, maybe if you spend all your money to buy a team and you don't really have that much money left, you need like the yearly profit from the NBA team. But if you're already worth like $5 billion outside of the NBA after buying a team, it's like, why do you need to make a huge profit every single year on the team? When if you ever fall on hard times, which you never will, you can just sell the team for like $1.5 billion. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, whatever. I mean, I get under – people want to make money. I understand that. But I feel like they could – but then again, the luxury tax for – if like I know – I think the Warriors luxury tax bill is going to be insane. Now, they changed all the rules because it's a pa- pandemic and they're like, oh, it's not actually going to be that much luxury tax. But – I understand the luxury tax payments do get brutal, like especially if you are in it like year after year after the year. Tax, yeah, the repeater tax. Care. Which is like, why is there even a luxury tax? Just let these guys spend as much money as they want. Like I don't understand. Like why it's literally to level the playing field so like the, the Idaho Blackhawks could compete with like the Lakers and the Warriors. Like who the hell cares? If their owners don't want to spend money, then they don't get to spend money. If Steve Ballmer wants to buy every good player on earth and let him buy every good player on earth now maybe that i'm what? thinking about it would be pretty trash and boring if steve Ballmer is just like i'm just gonna pay every good player to come play for the clippers like
0: what that's the, that's the thing it's like is it do does the nba might make more money if the lakers are just the best and like the hornets are just
1: Horneting? totally
0: dead like or is it make is it better to have like the Lakers be good and the Hornets have like some fans or like those like three other market teams? Not like comparing one team with one, but like the Lakers being like a, a you know, a, a dynasty compared like and then you'll lose like a significant amount of fans with like five other teams that are just like totally dead. Basically, you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh,
0: like what is the I mean, obviously the NBA has done their research and which is why they have the luxury tax tax basically saying that although, you know, having the Lakers Knicks um, all be great because they get signed every player, um, it's better for better financially if the teams are more spread out. So yeah, I I'm interested often. in
1: what you're saying is there evidence from the NBA that ratings across the league are higher when the big market teams are good versus when they're bad I wonder like cuz I bet the Knicks still probably get good ratings like Knicks fans like still watch the team even when they're garbage so I wonder how much it would matter if the Knicks were like one of the best teams would it just automatically mean just higher ratings across the board for the NBA I, that's interesting I would we got to get Adam silver on the phone. See, see what he, what he thinks about that.
0: I and mean, yeah, I mean, it brings a valid question, but I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it, it is that, you know, the small market teams, if they have, you know, a decent engagement rate, buying tickets and whatnot, will overall bring more money than it will create a, I mean, it creates a better product, I guess when every team's in it. Otherwise, um, you know, than the Lakers or Knicks being good every year in this hypothetical scenario. But, um, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not, you know, that's a, it's definitely an interesting question, but you know, the Steve Cohen scenario, what you were saying, like, oh, it's a great owner. Like, you know, this guy can spend many money, you know, no problem. He wants to win a championship in three years. You know who said that? Kale Prokhorov. Kale Prokhorov. He said... we hey, are
1: going to bring him up as soon as I said the three to five years.
0: <laughs> he said, we're going to win a championship within three years or I'll get married. And we did not win a championship. And we did not win a championship. We went into just hell. And he's gone. He sold the stake. He's out of the picture. I know what
1: old Mikhail's up to nowadays.
0: That guy, man, he's probably, I don't think he actually got married. I I'm not sure if he held his, held his, uh, his promise, kept it, pro, kept his promise. Why did but he,
1: why did he wimp out? Like why it's like he,
0: he's paying too much the repeater tax.
1: But I, yeah, I wonder, I wonder, I, I know the, the, um, uh, the competitive balance tax, I think it's called in in, uh, MLB, I don't think, but it's basically a luxury tax. I wonder if it's worse or more, uh punitive, as the kids say, than, than the NBA's. So I don't know. But also, I mean, Mikhail Prokhorov, his problem was they're just spending money on the wrong players. It's like maybe Billy King shouldn't been your GM, bro. Like, I don't, like, what, what what that was the main issue. If if Steve Cohen with the Mets just pays money to basically do what Steve Ballmer's doing to hire like a good front office, pay a bunch of money, like, you know, Prokhorov, like he didn't, his issue wasn't spending money. His issue was spending money on the wrong people.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. Um, he just spent it on literally just the wrong people. And, you know, they, they paid the price. But I was watching uh, a bunch of old Bill Simmons. You remember the Bill Simmons Jalen NBA previews?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: So I was watching that and it was 2013. Um, I think they only did it for one year. So it was just, just this year. And it was they were talking about the Nets and they had them ranked, I think, 7th going into it. And this is a quote. Paul Pierce is going to have a. Incredible year from Bill Simmons, biggest. uh, Celtics lover, whatever. KG, this is perfect for him. Paul, Paul Pierce has only struggled in preseason because he's never seen so many open shots. Uh, Joe Johnson and De- Darren Williams are the best backcourt in the league. And Andre Kurlenko took a deal. Um,
1: that was definitely a shady deal. A shady deal just to play. A Russian connection there.
0: So basically, I'm not, I mean, I probably said this all the time, but the, the, the that trade actually wasn't that bad, but the protections were awful. Um, to where they're just they're all unprotected and just the sentiment at that time was that the nets were going to be very good and they weren't sure how good but they were going to be good paul pierce still had some gas in the tank kg has some gas in the tank d will's an all-star joe johnson's good brooke lopez andre kralinko's taking deals to play for a contender and the fact that you know they, it didn't work out but it was because they didn't do a fucking protection on the pick. If they did top five protections, that will be fine. They, they, the Nets would be in much better shape. They wouldn't be much better shape now. They're in the best shape they've ever been, ever. Not even close. But you know, I just you know want to say that. But um, yeah, I mean, the Nets. I've been talking. I've been I've been in the uh, the Nets Twitter. For a minute now. How
1: about Net subreddit, Do you
0: go there? Uh not uh, no. Interesting. I mean, I there is one and it's getting pretty active now, obviously now like KD and fans uh, from from uh, you know there's
1: Long I Island Nets, coming in.
0: Yeah, Long Island. Um I think just the Nets Twitter is 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 better there, more knowledgeable people. Um it's more like touristy over in that, that Reddit. But yeah, I mean, I forgot like what point I already made the point, but there was like a transitional point.
1: Something about the Nets trade with the the Celtics. The Celtics. You're watching Bill Simmons and Jalen Rose.
0: Yeah. I mean, this isn't even the point I'm going to make, but like if you're scared, if you're a Nets fan, you're scared of the Nets giving up everything. It's not that, you know, because, uh, we we gave up everything. And that's why we did so bad. It was, it was, it wasn't the process. The process. Oh, well, it was the process. It was the process of just not protecting the picks. So that's not what you should be afraid of. That's what you should be afraid of. Not like hard and getting old and shit. It's like, you know, the, the pick protections is what is really scarring. Not the actual fact that KG and Paul Pierce were terrible. It was the, the pick protections. That's what no one ever brings up that if they simply put a pick protection top 7, the Celtics would have taken that no problem. Cuz that no one thought that the Nets would be that bad so quickly with those picks. Ben Simmons Bill Simmons said that those picks were were going to be they he didn't say they're going to be terrible, they're they're just going to be bad. He said three he's like, "Oh, we get um, we give up our our franchise longest tenured Celtic KG and Jason Terry for three bad Brooklyn picks. Well, everyone had a terrible assumed contract. that
1: they were going to like be able to hold on for like a couple more years as good players. Nobody thought they were going to fall exactly. off a cliff immediately.
0: Yeah, I mean that was like unpredictable, but that's why it's like, why wouldn't you throw pick protections? Because they would accept that trade anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: that's just so. That's just so frustrating. I think about that every day.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it it ended up in this spot. It, you're, if 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 it had went differently, then there's a, probably a high likelihood that Katie and Kyrie are not on the nets right now. You know, like yeah. if they if they had put protections on those picks, we're in a whole different alternate universe. Maybe coronavirus. Yeah. Think about that. That'll be. You never know. Maybe uh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of what could have caused that. But too 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 much. Uh, that requires too much brain power. But, yeah. I mean,
0: but don't be scared Nets fans. Don't be
1: scared, okay?
0: Don't be scared. James Harden here. James Harden is coming here and he's going to save the day. I think and don't be worrying about those picks. Don't be worrying about the future because
1: I think what has to happen is they need a chain trade for James Harden. They're going to get off to like not as hot of a start as everyone would have liked. And then I think KD needs to go savage mode and he needs to throw Kyrie to the Wolves and they need to trade Kyrie for like a 3 and D guy.
0: I love the fact that people actually like bring up trading Kyrie as if uh, Kyrie and KD didn't come here together and been talking about it for like a full okay, year. Well, and then, listen, like,
1: man, things change. People get married, they get divorced, you know, as if they weren't that, talking about you know, how much they loved each other. Things change. Yeah, I mean, that, times change. And, you know, maybe that Kyrie is going to go Kyrie mode once uh, James Harden's taken all the shots. You think Kyrie's going to be happy, averaging 21 and, and six? You think that's what he signed up for to average twenty one six and five?
0: That's what he always averages. No, though.
1: it's not twenty one six yeah. and five. That's yeah. what Kyrie He's averages already... twenty one points a game. Really? That's news to yeah. me.
0: Yeah, no, he does not put up gaudy scoring numbers,
1: dude. What are you talking about? Kyrie <laughs> he does not average twenty one points a game.
0: He averages what? Like 20,
1: 25.
0: If I had to... he averaged twenty five. He averaged over twenty five. Once in a full season.
1: Okay. Give me a break. Sorry. 25, uh, 24. He's a career 22, uh, and he was averaging 22. 27 a game last year. You think he's going to take a oh, step no, back to 21. So that was him. That is
0: not like, that's not, you know, that was a, He knew he was going to do that. But, you know, with another couple players on him, he's just going to get like, you know, 20, like 21 and 23 to 24 points. It's not a big drop off. As long as he gets 20. Like I think he'll be fine with that. I don't think that's really a big deal.
1: I I think it is a big deal. Kyrie is not going to sign up for scoring twenty points a game.
0: He's done it his entire career. You're acting like he's like averaging twenty eight or James Harden. Really, like you're current. It's almost like that's like the the case you would make for James Harden. Like Kyrie hasn't average
1: what you're saying he would average in like basically five years. Like nine by like like points. Dude, you're acting like four points a game is no big deal to these guys.
0: It's not even four. You said he what? He would he wouldn't be happy averaging twenty one. I don't think
1: so. I honestly don't think so.
0: So that's three points.
1: Not not really. From dude, twenty five, twenty. That's like that's like four. What was he been averaging the past four seasons? If you factor in twenty games of Brooklyn, probably twenty five, twenty four and a half. I think going from mid twenties to. Almost twenty is is not gonna. He's not gonna be happy. I don't think he's gonna be crying. He's gonna be saying in the post game, he's gonna list all the players on the team that he likes, and he's gonna leave out KD and James Harden. He's gonna no, say we nice. got we got a squad here. We got uh, you know Joe Harris, and we have Garrett Temple. Steve Nash is doing a good job coaching the team. DeAndre, I like DeAndre a lot. We got got a lot of good players on this team. And then KD is gonna go to. Joe Sai, and he's going to say, "Can you ship this guy back to China? Can you?" Can- There's really
0: not that much. That's not really a big discrepancy. If you're going, if on the other side, it's like if it's James Harden. Well, that's what, like would he be okay scoring 25? Well, he's not
1: 27. He, he he's he's going to be scoring.
0: That's a big difference. 18. Like that's a 10 point difference. That's a huge well, difference. I think probably KD
1: 18. coming 18. back will be averaging what? What do you think? Maybe 18 and seven.
0: KD? He's going to be averaging probably 24 points.
1: I would say probably. Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. I think, honestly, all of this, this might really not go as well as you think it is if if, if KD's averaging 24 points a game. Because that means that he's not the old KD. He averages like 27. Yeah, that's a big difference. You can't... But he, Yeah, go ahead.
0: I think you'll be playing like 30 minutes a game. Like, per 36, like, the scoring numbers are going to be there. But he's not going to be playing, like, 35 minutes a That's, game.
1: Or he's going to be playing 30 minutes a game. That's He's already winded down his career, basically.
0: Like, last two That's sad years.
1: sad to see. I don't want to years, see that. Like,
0: last three years at Golden State, he average 26.
1: Yeah. And that was with, like, 15 Hall of Famers on his team.
0: So then he'll have two.
1: Uh, I don't know. Kyrie. I don't know if Kyrie's getting in the Hall of Fame.
0: He's got a chip.
1: Well, that's nice, but everyone
0: gets in the basketball hall of fame. Yeah, dude. but everyone. I think
1: maybe Kyrie Kyrie, still has some work to do. I'll say that.
0: Yeah. Kyrie's probably gonna get in it. I mean, there's been some weird names I've seen. Who's like everyone gets in it. if you're like, if you make one all star game, you're going to the hall of fame. <laughs> that's,
1: <the standard. laughs> yeah, that's that basically kind of is a standard, sadly enough.
0: Like, and I'm like, oh, Kyrie's a hall of famer, bro. It's literally just like, he, if it, it, like, is player A good? hall of fame sorry it's literally
1: are you will you be watching um darren williams hall of fame induction speech live he, or are you going to record he, that to watch it later
0: <laughs> he might make the hall of fame so no, i
1: don't think he's going to i think he has literally no shot
0: i don't know i don't know like i understand like the the standards are the lowest for all sports for basketball um but yeah i mean I don't remember, like, the point again. Like, we're just (laughs) rambling.
1: (laughs) I don't think this is some of our best work, I'm going to be honest. But we don't have a lot to work with, okay, guys? We had nothing to work with. This is all spontaneous speculation. The Bears are losing to the Packers, okay? There's your update on the Bears-Packers game.
0: And Tyreek is still – he just scored another touchdown. So he's got seven on the day.
1: I'm
0: surprised. Seven on the day. Oh,
1: that is disgusting. Tariq Hill should have some respect for the game. I think. What happened to Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, I don't know. He he broke his ankle. No, he like pulled his hamstring. And now Giants fans could be happy because this is what they've always wanted for the Giants is to go six and ten. So now they're happy. I hope everyone's happy. They're going to be going six and ten, and they're going to get the fifteenth pick. And then next season they're also going to go six and ten, and then the season after that they're going to go six and ten again. And they're just going to keep going six and ten, and Giants fans are going to be, ah, at least we didn't lose every game like the loser Jets. And then the Jets are going to get Trevor Lawrence, and then they're just going to lap the Giants. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Whatever, dude. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I don't understand that in a terrible situation. I don't like the Jet they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. So it's like, oh. Now they could
1: have. They could have uh, tanked for Justin Fields. He looks pretty good too. That's They're going to just commit to Daniel Jones as this QB of the future. When I don't mind. Oh what's my god! Daniel? But here's the thing: is it's like nothing's wrong with him. But what's the point of building around like the the 20th best quarterback in the league? I think he could be uh, what I think he could be top. 14th best quarterback. Great. I think he's just wow, good. Kurt- Wow, that's awesome. We bet we, he's we, better, we, we I think he's a better version. Of no, Kirk I don't Cousins. think he's better than Kirk Cousins. He can be I'm possibly, saying. but why are we building around like that? Why is that worthy of being built around? I mean, it's might as well just bad. get rid of him at this point.
0: It's better than the Bears scenario QB scenario. Uh,
1: well, yeah, okay. I mean, the Bears are like,
0: they are like, better, there are worse, there's a lot worse QB scenarios. No, there's not um, a
1: lot worse. It's basically the Bears.
0: Uh Jaguars.
1: The Jaguars are about to get the second pick. And then they're automatically that, gonna No no, no. but I'm talking about going forward. The, All right, let me they're see. gonna literally the Jaguars will leap forward past the Giants. I agree with you. Right now, their QB situation is worse. Then when they draft Justin Fields, their QB situation is gonna be better.
0: All right, let me just I just need I just need a team. So I already said the Bears. Um Bills are okay. I mean, how good is Tua?
1: What about the Patriots? I mean, Tua doesn't look good. The Patriots are probably up there. That's a good snipe because the Patriots are also going to win six or seven games and then, what are they going to give Cam Newton a long-term contract? He he doesn't look good. So the the Patriots what are up? probably in a similar boat as the Giants. So you you're one you're one for one right there.
0: Okay. Um
1: uh the Redskins the football team, the 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 Washington football team, yeah, they're probably also in a similar boat to the Giants because they're winning too many games to get like the second or third pick, and all the quarterbacks on the team suck. So that's you you those are those are two good picks right off the bat. Red the the football team and the Patriots, I would say, are are in a worse or just as bad spot as the Giants in terms of QBs.
0: This is I think we might talk about this, but the Niners,
1: the Niners, his. The Niners, I don't. I guess it's tough. Is Jimmy G even is he even good? I don't even know. The the Niners, the Niners may be in a but I just have a feeling like the Niners are gonna move on from Jimmy like, G and get like Matt Ryan or something or get like a functional quarterback. I have a feeling next season it's gonna be like oh the Niners they're not gonna keep going with Nick Mullins is my point.
0: And um, this team really needs a quarterback. The the Ravens.
1: Well, listen, Lamar is – he's on my bench in fantasy in case he doesn't know. But, uh, I mean, I like Lamar. I like quarterbacks who can run. Mike Vick was so cool back in the day. But I don't i don't understand what's necessarily going on with the Ravens. I think they would uh, – if the playoffs like started – before this week of games, they were like out of the playoffs. So, that would be quite the fall from grace if they don't even make the playoffs. I mean, they were Super Bowl favorites, I'm pretty sure, coming into the season or at least up yeah. there. Definitely up there, and their team looked loaded. So I don't even know. Let me look at Daniel Jones' stats here. All right, let's 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 look at this. I don't really want to look. They're oh my god, bad. they're puke worthy. This is worse than I thought. <laughs> really... He he. Uh... But look at the talent <laughs> no, around. I'll give them, me bro. a
0: break. That's the excuse we're going to go with. He, he. And also, I just have to mention some teams that are about to be in a bad QB situation. Okay, fair the Steelers. The
1: Steelers are probably going to trade for Sam Darnold. That's my prediction.
0: Okay, Um, the Steelers, Saints, Saints. Well, they have Jameis. I would rather have Jameis
1: than than Daniel Jones. At least Jameis, even though I hate how Bill uh, Simmons, every podcast acts like Jameis is like a top 10 quarterback in some sort of crime against humanity that he's not like starting every week for some team. But at least Jameis could be kind of like hilarious because he'll throw like a pick six and he'll throw like a 90 yard touchdown. With Daniel Jones, there's nothing funny here. Let me just say his stats. Let me just say his stats. So eight games, right? He's played eight games. So, f- oh no, sorry, I'm I'm totally wrong. I'm looking. At- he's played ten. 10- there needs to be
0: a per game basis because it's hard to read. Like, oh yeah,
1: yeah, it is. But
0: five million yards. It's like I don't know. <laughs> is that good?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's he's played ten games and he has eight throwing touchdowns. You tell me, is that good? Less than one touchdown per game. So, what's he on pace yeah. to throw for fourteen touchdowns this season? Now he has one. He has what everyone wants to talk about is rushing. Oh, goodness. He's so good at running the ball. And he actually is, you know, he's on pace for probably like 500, 600 rushing yards. That's pretty impressive, but only one touchdown. So he he has nine touchdowns on the season through 10 games. He's on pace for what, like 15 total touchdowns? And then you say, well, maybe hopefully he's at least taking care of the ball. No, he has nine touchdowns rushing and passing compared to nine interceptions. So you're saying he's about even in terms of touchdowns and turnovers, right? That's what you say, but oh wait, he has seven fumbles too. So. Come on, they have a
0: terrible team. Who
1: like what do you you
0: expect him to strive in this situation? I don't
1: think they're that bad. The weapons: Slayton, I Evan think, Ingram.
0: I think Ingram stinks.
1: Ingram is is he's inconsistent. I don't think he's that he is, good either.
0: He's very he's super super talented, but he just drops the ball in key situations. He had a fumble today. I mean, Slayton is a no-name receiver that came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, th- he really is. Slayton is a no-name putting up the double donuts today. Zero point zero. It, uh, even uh, in the league anymore. Golden Tate. I don't. If you paid me a million dollars, I could not tell you what Golden Tate's status is with the Giants. Last I checked, he had like an injury, but actually he got suspended for a game for like disciplinary reasons. But is he back on the team? Apparently, he's playing. He's played
0: like the last like. Five weeks.
1: How about when the you Giants mean- traded Odell, but then immediately signed Golden Tate to a long-term contract the same offseason? That was sick when they did that. That was awesome, bro. So he's he's played a. He's only started in two games this season. He's played in eight games, and through eight games, he has 270 yards and two touchdowns. So he, he's basically irrelevant. He's dust. He 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 has turned into dust.
0: Yeah, so basically, his number one to dust, option is you dairy, go to dude. dust
1: you come or some shit. I don't know.
0: I mean, Sterling Shepard, it's 5'10. Well, why
1: am I going to wait around for five seasons to figure out if Daniel Jones can make a Pro Bowl when I could? Well, what's the solution? To, to been terrible this year and draft a good quarterback.
0: If you can't get a quarterback, if you can't get the top quarterback, just build, get, build your offensive line, build the pieces around. But the, then, I, like, okay, I
1: agree, but what are they, they going to build with the seventeenth pick in the draft?
0: Well, that's listen. They're, that's gonna, their they're problem. They're going to build a highway to a mediocrity. Okay, it's a it's not a long it's not an overnight fix. Where, like, can he not be a game manager in five I years? I don't want
1: to watch a team with a game manager quarterback. Well, you I don't want, want, want Kirk Cousins. I don't want Alex Smith. I want I mean, Patrick Jimmy, Mahomes.
0: Like, the Niners were so good that it made. It made uh, Jimmy G look good. Yeah. People
1: just thought that because Jimmy G looks like an Abercrombie model that he must be good at quarterback. That was basically what it came down to. I would watch every game and he's like throwing four-yard passes and everyone's like, wow, Jimmy G, look at him in the post game. He's really giving a good interview. He's probably really good at quarterback. I'm like, okay. I'm just waiting for him to make like one good throw where I'm like, wow, that was a really good throw. And it would just never happen. And it's like, okay. Well, now he's injury prone. He can blame it on that. It's like, no, you're just not good.
0: It's like, basically what I'm trying to say, I actually have a conclusion for this, is that Daniel Jones isn't the problem, but he's not the solution. He's not the solution, but he's not the problem either.
1: I mean, I would, I would, he's not the problem in terms of if you have him as your starting quarterback, it doesn't mean you're going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that, but he's definitely not the solution. If you're actually trying to be like an elite team, that's for sure. No.
0: I mean, like, you can be an elite team, but you have to be damn good at drafting and just have elite players it's around the you. The
1: Giants aren't. I mean, this is not a—one thing, well, thing I'll say about the Giants is that people look at the Jets as, like, the incompetent team in, in New York football. And the Giants would be getting so much uh, more uh, hate if, if it were, wasn't for the Jets. Like, the perception, like, the branding of the Jet, the branding of the Giants hasn't caught up to how bad they've been. So I just want to read you. Since they last won the Super Bowl, here's their. So they won the last Super Bowl in 2011, right? So here are their records every year since then: nine and seven. You're like, all right, that's that's not that bad. Seven and nine, all right, you know, just a little, whatever average team. Six and ten, six and ten. You're like, all right, they've been in a bit of a rough patch. Eleven and five, all right, like they're starting back to the glory to being a good team. Three and thirteen, five and eleven, four and twelve, and three and seven. So I think now four and seven after today. Or no, three and seven. Are they? Are they in the top? Here's my point: for basically going on uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is the ninth season in a row of the Giants being like not. Okay, they went eleven and five, but like they, it's not. This is not like a blip. This is not like a two-year, three-year stretch where they've been bad. They've been bad for almost a decade, basically. The blip was when they were good. And it's just everyone just makes fun of the Jets all day. I'm like the Giants are terrible.
0: I mean, at least like the Giants would say that they won two Super Bowls.
1: What when we were in middle school? Yeah. Is that what they're gonna what, be the living Jets? off of forever?
0: When was the Jets? I got a family to feed, man. Last time uh we saw like the Jets in the playoffs was what, like the buff fumble? It
1: was well, that wasn't in the playoffs, but it was that era. It was the Mark Sanchez Rex Ryan era. Yeah, that was that was the last time.
0: Yeah, I mean, geez. <laughs> um, yeah, Mitch I mean, Trubisky I'm not, like, might
1: be the worst quarterback of all time. I'm just, I'm just watching him, and I'm thrilled because I have the Packers' defense. But every time I look at the screen, he's throwing an interception or fumbling the ball. What the hell's going on out there? As Vince Lombardi would say.
0: Yeah, I mean. Alfred Morris is still. I don't know how how is. Alfred Morris, who? What even team
1: is he? I think he was on the Giants this year. He's on
0: the Giants, bro. He's on the Giants.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. But look, Wayne Goldman is is a Giants bell cow. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Wayne Goldman. I guarantee you, there's. Well, no, he's probably not on waivers in fantasy, but it's Wayne Goldman no, He's who's probably putting up four bro. points a game.
0: He's he's super valuable.
1: Valuable to who? Valuable to his family. That's it. Valuable to his you mother.
0: What? I thought you said the Bears were winning.
1: No. They're getting when the hell did I say the Bears are winning? No, I thought you said when the, Bears the hell did I say that? Go back <laughs> Alan and tell me. That. Uh, that was... Did he really? Alan Robinson, <laughs> somebody went through on Twitter and was like all the quarterbacks that he's played for. It's like Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky. It's just like he, he's had a rough time. He's had a rough go That Allen Robinson.
0: Yeah, I mean... He's got no no one throwing him the ball. And he's
1: got no one to make him happy. And that's no a sad thing.
0: I'm unhappy. We're all unhappy. We're all unhappy. I'll tell you that. And that's why you need a good Out.
1: quarterback on your team.
0: Uh, future fantasy advice, fantasy advice. Just don't draft Justin Jefferson because you don't know when he's going to go future off.
1: Future fantasy advice. Stop playing fantasy football. That's the future advice to me. Six months from now, or whatever the hell, I am going to get a text. Hey, you interested this my year? Team. I need to have the self control and the power to say, you know what? No, I am not. Okay,
0: my team is so good in one league that I am two and three and eight. <laughs> that I am going to. I am paying someone. Like if they, so if they make the playoffs and their team is not that good, like they don't think they could actually win it. I would pay them, like let's say a hundred bucks. Okay, to get their spot.
1: What does that even mean? How do they give up their? Sp- like they're going to give you the, the 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 car keys to their team?
0: No, I we switch spots. So like I would just get like the GM, the commissioner, to like just put my team in the playoffs. How instead. the hell do
1: you even do that?
0: I just made it up. I'm just making yeah, there's it up. No, I'm way basically that's a thing. just. It's not a thing. I'm literally making it up, and I'm just like, my team is way too fucking good to not make the playoffs. This is ridiculous. I have Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, James Robinson, whoa, whoa. Aaron Rodgers. How,
1: what's your what rank are you in points scored? If you're so good, I'm number two. So you're the second. You have scored the second most points in the league, and you're three and eight. That's a yeah, disgrace. I'm I mean, that's great. fantasy in a like, nutshell. I, that's a disgrace.
0: But I would have the most points in our league that we're in together, and
1: you're, and you're three and eight that's pathetic yeah that's so dumb i have
0: calvin ridley calvin ridley alan Robinson. i got dj shark DeAndre swift like all these players are just like if you look at the like the position ranking rankings they're all like top 10 some top five and it's just like somehow i i i'm okay so this is the best way to put it i'm the yankees to where i'll score 170 points in one week and then i'll score 100 the next and then that's what the week i'll lose so it's like technically like my total that, points that are so differential's high. That
1: run differential looking good though. The run differential. <laughs> run you just differential lost in good. the wild card game to the Oakland A's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the problem. So I'm losing the, that bullshit. But yeah, I mean, it, it's driving me nuts. At least I'm in the playoffs for one week. But I mean, it's, it's you know, I haven't lost sleep over it. But like, you know, I I am frustrated for sure. This, oh,
1: God. I just don't. Because it here's the thing. It's like it, it doesn't come down to skill, though. It's like. No, it doesn't. So then why That's am I why even it's playing so it? Like, why am I even That's playing You can't even say that if you won, like, oh, you know. Okay, sometimes the team who scores the most points is just a dominant team and they do end up winning. But even in the playoffs, it just comes down to, like, randomness of week to week. I mean, probably in our league, what does Mike win basically every year somehow?
0: Yeah, but he's getting crushed in both leagues. Now this he's year. six
1: and five in this league. He's on he's right on track oh, yeah. to to finish like eight and eight and then win. Yeah. Y- there you go. I hope you're happy, fantasy. <sighs> I uh want the Who's the MVP? Pet Mahomes. After today, it's it's Mahomes. He threw for like three touchdowns, and like four sixty. And it's like yeah. he's he's on pace for like he's thrown thirty touchdowns and two interceptions. So it's boring, but it's gonna be him again.
0: Why do the Lions always play
1: on Thanksgiving Day? I think it's like one of those uh, traditions that have just become a tradition and then never stopped being a tradition. That's really the only reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, they. I hate watching Lions beat Lions. They games fired or uh,
1: Matt Patricia and their, and their oh, GM. Awesome. So I guess they're going to bring. Uh, I want to say this was yesterday.
0: Oh, man. Bet on the fucking Lions, bro. <laughs> You know the deal. Yeah, bet on yeah, the They
1: fire their coach now. The players have to give one or two weeks of max effort to prove that it wasn't them who are the reason the team sucks, but it probably is also them.
0: Want to do like a fake, uh, fake like betting thing? That Bill does. Oh, we got I got like five million dollars yeah. of fake money. <laughs> well, you want to know to what the biggest scam like- is?
1: If we're just going to go down the weeds with this, just let let me, let me take the wheel here because I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about this. Obviously, so he does his segment million dollar picks, and basically, at as the at the beginning of the season, he gives himself a million dollars of theoretical money to play with. But here's the thing: last season he was down a bunch of money, and he what he did was. He basically, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like he bet all his money on like the Patriots uh, money line or the Patriots, like a Patriots spread or something, something like that. Like, let's say he was down 600,000. So he just bet. And here's the thing. If you're down 600,000, you should lose at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like it's million dollar picks. The gimmick should be. I'm going to play gamble with a million dollars until I go negative. Otherwise it's over. Do You know what I'm saying? Because then theoretically you don't have any money left. And so what, anyways, he was down money and then he put all his money on like the Patriots to money line, either just to win or on their spread. But here, here comes the the dumb logic of this. Every single week, he could put a million dollars down on the chiefs money line every single week. Right. So chiefs money line week one, uh, And now you could say, okay, well, if the Chiefs lose week one, then he's kind of screwed. But he's not screwed because he showed that he'll just make up more It's the dumbest gimmick. My point is, like, the Chiefs win, like, 12, 13 games every year. They're going to do that with Mahomes, right? So if you put a million dollars down every week on the Chiefs' money line just to win the game, let's say a million dollars to win 300000 more weeks than not, you're going to win. It's the dumbest gimmick of all time. He should just make his picks and just keep track of his record. It's so stupid. It's so, and he used to make fun of. Now we're really getting uh, in the weeds here. Do you know a uh, Chris Boomer, uh, Chris Chris Berman? I should say. <laughs> you remember yeah. Chris Boomer, Chris? Uh, his name—that's his nickname, though. Boomer, uh, and he uh, he 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 used to make picks on ESPN every week, basically. And Bill, so let's say at the, and he would just keep track of his record, right? So let's say at the end of the season, uh, Chris Berman would be like twenty-five and thirty, right? he would pick a game to basically be worth like seven games. He would say like, I'm betting on the, the Ravens to cover this red, but this is going to be worth seven games. If I lose, I lose seven games. If I win, and it was just a fake gimmick to fix his record basically. And Bill would make fun of him in his column for doing that. Basically, Bill just became what he made fun of. He he became the guy who does some sort of convoluted gambling gimmick. And and when he get, ends up down, invents like a fake rule to make himself recover all his winnings and also the 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 the, i love the say the pods with sal cousin sal gets the lines but his the way he formats it i don't know if you've noticed is so stupid like he he'll so he'll go through the games for next week but you would think that he would just go through them chronological order like start with the thursday night game then go with the sunday games leading up to the sunday night game and then the monday night game right but instead he does like the Watchable games, and then he'll do the barely watchables, and then he'll do the poop fecta for like the games that suck. It's like the most convoluted formatting of all time. And it's like this guy sold his company for like $200 million, but has a weekly recurring segment on his podcast called the poop fecta. Like, what the hell are we doing? So it, that's and that's and what other segment that he has a cross off segment with Sal where every week they pick teams to cross off from the NFL. They're like, oh, this their season's over. But if they basically just wait until a team's mathematically eliminated, which defeats the purpose of the cross off. So that that's 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 my little rant about Bill Simmons and his uh his formatting of his pods.
0: It's yeah, it's definitely questionable at times, but sometimes they're entertaining. No, I mean I
1: I'm never gonna stop listening, but uh, you you have to be able to uh uh, rant about things he likes though.
0: I for sure can't keep track of the money that he loses or not I just assume that he loses I have no idea like because i it's like he takes it so serious like in the very beginning like when he make, makes the picks but then he, never like, he just up. doesn't like yeah, it, yeah.
1: If, if he has a big week he'll make a big show oh we're up 800,000 but if he's screwed then it's just like a million dollar picks but it, it, what what I don't understand is that I totally just lost yeah. my train of thought. Bill Simmons gambling, his picks. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. He doesn't keep track he, of it.
0: Doesn't keep track of it.
1: You were talking. Oh, my brain just melted out of my ears. Um, pretty- <laughs> I'm trying to recover <laughs> what I was thinking.
0: You pretty much nailed everything that you we just talked yeah,
1: about. No, it's, it's uh, just Bill is, is a bit...
0: Making his picks where he's like fucking up $8 and then he'll actually not follow up on it.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's what it it is. Uh, Yeah, damn it. I can't remember what I was going to say. But Bill, I mean, he's a good guy. He's doing his best. We need basketball season to come back for Bill. That's what we need.
0: Yeah, I love his his basketball, obviously. I just need –
1: anytime I see like two hours – pod with Rosillo just like inject that into my veins like those to say it's an overused phrase now inject that into my veins but that really does feel, you know when you're sitting down start the work day you got coffee and you got two hours of R- R- Bill and Ryan coming in you know it really really just inject that please
0: What would th- you you I know you monitored you watched like the uh the NBA previews mm-hmm. right with Bill and Jalen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did back in the day for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, those—that's that, gold. That's like what I want to do here somehow.
1: Well, with with Bill
0: and—that's basically what, like, when I when we were talking about doing this podcast, my idea was basically just doing that.
1: Bill, Bill and Jalen. I'll go back and look at some of their um, some of their segments and and see. Uh, more what they were about. What what I thought was interesting. and I think Bill has mentioned this before. Is that they they didn't get hit for I don't know how many highlights they show, but they didn't get hit for copyright for whatever reason. But they were using like clips from movies and stuff. I'll go back and, w- and watch some old clips. And I mean, I generally remember what it was about, but just to give myself a better idea. You really? I wasn't as big of a Jalen fan. I guess I I liked him. I enjoyed listening to him, but I wasn't like oh he's he's my favorite. I'm all about him. You know? I don't know.
0: I think it was really just like the combo of the two um, that, you know, Jalen being a former player and now analyst and just giving like insights that you didn't really, like you just think of, um, you know, just talking about like the champagne and campaigning, what he would do
1: Toronto or something uh, like that.
0: And he, well, just like all around. Cause like, he would just say like, what's the highlights of, you know, you know, the, a certain city that they go to. And just like other things that affect um, NBA games on and off the court that you normally you just probably wouldn't know unless you actually played. So I appreciated that insight. Um, and that was like really the main thing, but like just as. I mean, I think they're both great, both Ryan and Jalen, but yeah, the, you and I, I know I text you about it, but yeah, they are definitely different in what they do. I think cause Bill, Bill and Jalen didn't really talk as much, but like I had like that same feeling where I was like, Oh shit, Bill and Jalen pod got to fucking inject this into my veins real quick. And, you know, I do have that same with when it's an all NBA pod and it's Bill and Ryan. I mean, yeah, Bill and Ryan, you know, I have that same, I have the, the butterflies in my, uh, in my stomach, just thinking about it. But I think we, I mean we could try to do some sort of NBA preview. Um, I could I could probably tr- put something together, and we could like make it happen. That'll be good. I mean it's, it's our 50th episode, so we gotta do something special for our fans. For yeah, sure. I mean,
1: and uh, NBA preview. I mean, when when the season start, like a month from now, yeah, we we could think of something. I mean, there is a lot of good storylines. I feel confident this is going to be a, a good season with a, a lot of storylines, a lot of good basketball. So I'm pretty excited about it.
0: I'm very, I'm I maybe mean, me. I, I've never been so excited for an NBA season. The Nets are actually going to be contenders, which have hasn't happened since I've been a fan, pretty much. Like, literally, I was a fan of the Nets the year after they uh, were in the finals. (laughs) So, I didn't get to experience that. So, that was, like, 2014. So, 16 years ago. 16 years ago. So, I was uh, 9. Yeah, I was 9 when I started watching basketball. Like, seriously. So, this is a, a big season for me personally. And LeBron's still going. So you're invested.
1: I'm interested to I, see when LeBron retires. I'm oh, I I wonder.
0: I think that you can, I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, go. you, yeah go. I just
1: wonder if my interest in the NBA is going to wane. I hope not, but I'm just. It's something that's that's uh has gone through my head before. I, I mean, I hope not.
0: Who? Well, I mean, you like following. Well, what if the well you you'd be more of a Knicks fan, I if guess. If the Knicks
1: right? got good, uh, I'll gladly root for the Knicks. But I'm not going to be a diehard Knicks fan while they're garbage. And when they're if they're good, if they're ever good, I'm not going to claim that I was always a diehard. But I'll happily root for the Knicks if they're good.
0: I mean, Jordan averaged twenty when he was like thirty nine.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think what? LeBron's going away. I mean, I think LeBron can play like seven more years.
0: I don't think he's ever going to average under twenty a game.
1: I mean, it, I mean, if he gets to when he's like forty-one or something, then. Well,
0: if he's forty-one, I think he plays till he's forty.
1: How 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 old is he now?
0: Thirty-five.
1: So com- upcoming season would be his thirty-six. Yeah. Damn, it feels like he's older. Thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. Yeah, I could see five more seasons. It's just, cr- I think he's going to. I think I'm I'm crazy, but I think he's going to get the six titles.
0: Well, now he has Anthony. Like, honestly, this is the greatest scenario that he's ever been in. This might be
1: the, the best, uh, like, if you would say next five, six seasons. Well, I guess when he got to the Heat would be, or, or yeah, you know, I, this is probably the best situation he's been in since, like, 2011, 2012, 2013. Before D-Wade's body was breaking down, if you're just, like, looking in the future of the team LeBron's currently on and where they're going, are they set up to win championships that, that was the last time he was in this good of a situation.
0: But it's the fact that Anthony Davis is still getting better. He's potentially there. I mean, we've seen analytics, advanced analytics point to him being. All right. So the the, ra- the range is wide, um, but there is facts that support that he is the second best player in the league behind LeBron James.
1: Didn't you love that that video shot the thinking basketball that I watched that video twice.
0: Yeah. So basically the range is he's either like the second best player or the fifth plus fifth best. So, you know, it's very close between two and five, two and six, but there is, there are facts that support him being the second best player in the NBA. So he has him, Anthony Davis as a sidekick, who's going to eventually uh, possibly this year, you know, overcome him um as the, the the dominant guy on the team. And I mean we might have seen it happen, but I mean I think I'd rather have LeBron still if I'm winning a championship. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna say LeBron I'm gonna say LeBron um until he just doesn't do it. That's just how I go. Like it's funny. Like I'm very you know, we we look into the numbers, all the analytics, but like I will put nothing that says me, I, I would not put any money on anything that says has me betting against LeBron James. Well, what, if, um, what if it's Lakers and know. the
1: Nets in the finals?
0: Uh, well, then I'm definitely going. Well, as a fan, um,
1: I guess you could root for the Nets, but not be like think it's a guarantee. And yeah, you could still thread it, that needle.
0: It's like a, it's it's a loss, but it's a very small win. Because like I would be glad that LeBron gets it's if title, anyone's gonna do it. I huh?
1: If anyone's gonna do it, you know, yeah, exactly. I- if anyone's
0: gonna do it, it has to be LeBron. Anyone else I'd be fucking pissed. Imagine that they lose but, to
1: the nuggets or some
0: shit. Oh my god, I'd kill myself <laughs> on the spot. All this all this pain. Oh, Jamal Murray. <laughs> that is the recipe for disaster over here in my household with just me living in it. But yeah, I mean, if it's Nets, Lakers, uh, I, who the fuck, who knows? I don't know who's going to be in the Nets, but either way, I'd still, I like people for some reason think the Nets got worse just because they didn't get Harden. That seems to be the mindset, but we just became contenders. Like people are so stupid. People are so stupid. We have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and great, amazing depth. Um, yeah, what was the what was the original talking point
1: i have no idea i just think uh the the m b a
0: right the NBA. definitely the m b a that De-
1: definitely bet in the basketball <laughs> I could for i sure. could
0: definitely put money on that <laughs> that's for sure <laughs>
1: definitely well are we wrapping this up it's one hour thirty five we're gonna go for three hours
0: well we could do Jeez. i mean we got like that stupid we got that uh that time going um that little glitch potentially but
1: well shouldn't we save it for an episode that actually has more to work with (sighs) yeah yeah Uh, what a surprise jamal williams is turning into ricky williams right before our very uh, (laughs) eyes he hasn't started one game for me but i think that give him like 10 (laughs) points whatever whatever you can't what
0: you can't he's play just, him because he's... he's yeah,
1: yeah, you can't start him, but every week you're like, well, I could have started him. 11.8 points, man.
0: That's, That's solid. That's startable I mean, right
1: there. Damian Harris put up 4.7. You know what? Damian I'm Harris so might be I dropped him, but Two.
0: Damian Harris. I mean,
1: don't be too mad. He had like one good game last week. Yeah. He had a
0: great That's, game. Yeah, don't worry about it too like,
1: much. As someone who has him on your team, trust me, you could take that <laughs> off your conscience.
0: What do you have? I think he had like a touchdown last game, but only like 10 points. Yeah,
1: but I think like the game before that he bowled out.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't trust any Patriots RB, but I was like, this guy actually might be good. Gets 100 yards and then it's just like, oh no.
1: I saw some highlight flash by the screen of a Patriots running back. Of course, it was James White with a touchdown. Probably nobody even has him on the roster.
0: James White? Hasn't even been hurt? I got to check these standings. Where are the Patriots...
1: Patriots are 5-6. and six. I'm also wanted on the record that I'm still bummed that the Lakers didn't re-sign Dwight.
0: How much did the Sixers get him for, though? A minimum. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is weird. Dude,
1: I feel like I'm the only... This is like going back to the Jimmy Butler scenario where everyone just moved on and was like oh yeah that's totally normal they signed and traded jimmy butler for josh richardson the dwight tweeted out that he was coming back to the lakers deleted the tweet then like an hour later tweets that he's joining the sixers the sixers offered him two point i think that if you're on if you're on the team last season the veteran minimum is more so i think the lakers could have given him mm-hmm. three million and the sixers gave him like 2.6 or 2.7 so he took less money
0: I they gave him like 7 million no, which dude, is they why they give him a
1: minimum contract. And then there oh there was an article God. that came out that said like uh Dwight thought that if he accepted the deal from the Lakers that would make it official, but it was really it wasn't an an, an offer, it was a quote-unquote deal concept and when when Dwight went to offer the contract like Lakers management said that they had to check with Lakers ownership. This was like Chris Haynes or somebody wrote this article and it was like the Lakers management told Lake Dwight's agent that they have to check with ownership. Like they have to check with Jeannie Buss to offer Dwight Howard a minimum contract. No, you don't. I'm still, and we haven't got a straight answer for why that he didn't get re-signed. And now we're getting stories. That's like, Oh, AD's not going to sign a contract until they get another center. Cause we all know that AG is afraid of playing center basically. And so, and then I'm like, so why didn't they resign Dwight again? I'm just so confused. AD won't. Did sign. they
0: not offer him a they, contract?
1: Dwight tweeted out that he was accepting the minimum contract from the Lake Well, he didn't say it was the minimum contract. What happened in that hour? But they in the art. In, in, in the article, it said that uh, they, they they didn't hear back. the The Lakers said, "Oh, we got to check with uh, 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 ownership." And then for an hour, they waited for an hour. And then it said like the Sixers were pushing Dwight hard to be like, and then I think Joel Embiid even like texted or called Dwight. And then Dwight was like, okay, well, I haven't heard back from the Lakers in an hour about a minimum contract offer. So I guess we'll just go with the Sixers. But I want to hear from the Lakers perspective. Why didn't you guys just agree with Dwight on a minimum contract if he wanted to come back for a minimum contract? Like, what is the reason there? I learned was like LeBron and AD, did they not want to play with Dwight anymore? AD won't sign his contract until the Lakers get another center because he doesn't want to play center. But uh, you could have got Dwight for $3 million. I'm very, very confused. But nobody's making it. It's just another one of those stories that people are like, oh, I guess that makes total sense. Okay.
0: That's a ridiculous story. I know. It should have got more
1: publicity, but it didn't. Because I guess people think think Dwight's like trash or something because he's like a meme.
0: I I mean, honestly, like I... Cause I so I saw that Dwight signed with the Sixers, I was like, oh wow, and I immediately assumed that they Two just years, gave him like fourteen
1: a deep million, fight. and yeah. it's like, okay, the Lakers and aren't going to do that.
0: Yeah, so I was just like, okay, then like you know that, that simply just makes sense. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was weird. I just assumed that. the basically, what I thought was what Dwight, you know, had a contract for like one year, five million um, for the Lakers, and then um, the Sixers came in with like a two for uh 15 or two for 20 no like two for two for like yeah two for 15 um year deal or maybe like a little bit more money that i was just like okay this is too much money to ignore like i thought his gm his uh, agent was on the line like delete that tweet we just got this awesome offer from yeah, the sixers that's literally
1: not what happened
0: and then like the, it was just tweeted out it wasn't the number wasn't tweeted out during that no night. it was
1: just dwight saying like purple and gold never gets old
0: yeah, that's what all they talked about. They didn't say how how much like he signed for, and I'm just hearing now that what well, you said that was the minimum. I mean, that's just bizarre. That's that, just that bizarre. Twist the story. That twists the story completely. Like no one's talking about this because nobody. All.
1: Everyone thinks, oh, whatever. You know, the Lakers, and I. I mean, I think the Lakers are still the favorite, but I just feel like they they lost something with Dwight that they didn't replace. Like Dwight is a great rebounder. He's a physical presence. He's protecting the rim. He was setting screens. He knows his role. Marcus Gasol brings something different, but I just feel like they are missing something now with Dwight. And maybe it's not going to matter. Like, Dwight, let's be clear, he was not, like, you know, necessarily closing every game for them in the playoffs. But he had his moments, and I thought he was good. And I enjoyed rooting for Dwight. So now I was kind of bummed out, but it just didn't – that was the only sort of minor complaint I had with the Lakers offseason. It's like, what the hell happened with Dwight? But, of course, nobody... Dwight wanted to sign that. Dwight tweeted out saying, I'm coming it? back. Because he was like, let's do it. And then the Lakers were literally like, dude, what do you mean you're coming back? Like, that was just a deal offer. I mean, that was just a deal concept. It wasn't an official offer. Because Dwight thought he was being... Dwight thought an offer was on the table. And then if there's an offer that's on the table, all you have to do is accept it. And then you're on the team. And then they were like, no, we have to go check with... Uh, G, like ownership, which is total BS. That's not true at all. You don't have to check with Jeannie bus to say, Hey, can we, can we offer Dwight a minimum contract? What?
0: And they've had, so and they had time. the
1: whole off season to prepare for this. It's not like it snuck up on them. Like, Oh, free agency starting. Oh, uh, Dwight. Should we bring Dwight? What do you think guys? Should we bring Dwight back? My only yeah. theory is that they, they thought that I saw someone tweet They're this, that tied? they didn't want to get stuck with JaVale Montrez and Dwight on the same team. And they thought, well, if we sign Dwight, that means that what happens if we can't trade JaVale? And my thing was like, well, first of all, I always felt like JaVale's not on a huge contract. I always felt there was going to be some team that you could trade JaVale in a second round pick to. And lo and behold, like a couple of days later, they trade JaVale to the Knicks for a second round pick and like a couple of contracts that they're just going to you know release those guys. So that's my only theory. But then it's like, you, the same point applies. It's like you had all the lead up to free agency to sort of like do some research with other teams. Like, is there anyone out there who will accept JaVale in the second round picking a trade? And so some team would have been like, yeah, we'll take him. And then you could just say, okay, Dwight, we sign you. Boom, that team we talked to, you take JaVale. And then you still have the slot to sign Marcus. All Made no fucking sense. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares. So hopefully it doesn't come back to bite them. But I just thought that was bizarre. I
0: mean, there's no way that Dwight didn't want to resign. He with
1: tweeted the that he's coming back. <laughs> he clearly wanted to resign. He clearly wanted to run it back and try to win another title. And why then? Why didn't he wait? So that's, dude. Why I've been thinking about this I way too much, right? too much. Where I'm like, Kevin, come on, dude. Like, get a grip. This is not the end of the world. But I'm already, I already got to that thought process that you were about to say. Is that why wouldn't Dwight just sort of wait for the Lakers and be like, okay? You know, I'm I'm pr- if I'm if Dwight's fine with playing on a minimum contract, you know, he could have waited a week. There would have been some team out there after the way he played with the Lakers, who was going to give him a minimum contract. Right. Like, why couldn't he go to the Sixers and be like, hey, guys, I'm I'm happy to play on your team. It seems like you guys really want me because this article was saying, like, they were pressing him hard and he could have said, can you guys give me like 24 hours? Uh to see if i'll accept your like it's not like the sixes we're going to go back to him and be like no dude we we don't have a minimum slot for you on our team at that point if like if daryl Morey says that to you you'd be like all right dude the, you clearly don't want me that bad if you can't give me 24 hours to decide if i want to accept a minimum contract uh and then you could have given yourself like a day to figure out what the hell was going on with the lakers but maybe they panicked but I, I just feel like did they really think that there was going to be – if they didn't take the Sixers' offer and the Lakers for some reason were like, we don't want you, Dwight, no other team in the entire NBA would have offered Dwight $2.6 million? Really? So it, it every part of that story just baffles my mind. But then it still goes back to the, the Lakers of like, why are you making Dwight wait an hour? Or why are you even making him wait 15 minutes to come back? That should have been the first order of business. Dwight, you're willing to come back on a minimum contract? Boom, let's do it. It's just very strange to me.
0: It doesn't make. This any sense. This is why I
1: wish I was in the industry. This is why, why so I could text Zach Lowe and be like, "Dude, what the hell is the story with it?" You know, it's like now these stories just go unanswered, and they just bother me. I'm like, why? Why don't I have the answer to this? Hopefully, more comes out about it or something. But I don't. I don't understand.
0: I, it, it was definitely because there was. It was in the peak of the free agency. It got night. swept
1: under the rug and because and nobody cares about Dwight yeah. in this minimum contract. But Dwight was an important role player. Ugh.
0: I mean, being that it is the Lakers and Dwight is a polarizing figure and the Lakers just won a championship, like getting like why why isn't there a Lakers beat reporter?
1: Covering this and like th- this. I, dude, I it's like sometimes I feel these beat reports, like God bless them, maybe it's tougher when you're doing like Zoom and you're not In person or whatever, but I, this season better not come and go without one article from a Lakers beat reporter explaining why Dwight didn't come back on the team. They're just going to accept the party line that, oh, they, the Lakers had to go talk to ownership for their approval. And then Dwight like panicked and ran away. Like I I went on the Lakers uh, subreddit. I was like, I wonder what their reaction is to like Dwight Lee, man. People were like, oh, that's just Dwight being Dwight. He panicked and he took the Sixers offer. I'm like, why is Dwight needing to wait an hour? It's not like they're offering three years, $20 million. Why is there a waiting period to see if the Lakers are interested in offering Dwight literally the minimum amount of money they could offer him? Oh, bizarre, bizarre story. So yeah, if you're a beat reporter- get on that you know what i'm gonna tweet at some lakers beat reporters like can you give me a freaking answer on this dude but what happened that dwight was
0: confident enough that he was signing with the lakers that because, he because and out? so this
1: is what came out the 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 article from chris haynes i'll just send you this article it's literally like a 30 second read it's like one of those two paragraph is articles um
0: yeah no i'm on it i'm looking it's at a yahoo? it yahoo
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you'll see in that, uh, what that article says is that the confusion was that it was a quote-unquote deal concept. So basically the Lakers were telling Dwight, we might be willing to give you this contract. And Dwight took that to mean, oh, if I accept this contract, I'm on the team. But it seems very strange to me that the Lakers would be like, oh, maybe we'll give you a minimum contract, maybe not. Like, wouldn't there be clear communication of we want you back on a minimum contract or we don't want you back at all? Because that that's not really, as best as I can tell, unless there's some secret fa- uh, salary cap rule, signing Dwight to a minimum contract was not going to limit like the Lakers. That wouldn't have prevented them from signing Montrez Harrell or, you know, trading Danny Green or signing Wes Matthews. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like that would have taken up their cap space and they couldn't sign these other players. So right. I just don't understand what the explanation is and especially like I'm saying now there's a, there was a story recently like, Oh, AD is waiting until the Lakers sign another center to commit and sign his contract. And then I'm like, okay, hopefully the Lakers, I'm at the point where I'm like, I hope the Lakers sign Dwayne Dedman. I'm watching Dwayne Dedman highlights. I'm like, Oh, he could kind of shoot the three and he could protect the rim. If they sign Dwayne Dedman, it's not the end of the world. Watching
0: Dwayne. Dedman I swear to God, highlights. I was
1: watching Dwayne Dedman highlights and I, but they, they do man honestly he had a rough season looking at the stats from from last year Highlight? but um dude he he uh he shot like 38% from 3 uh in in 2019 and he's like 7 foot no, I mean I like I like Dedman but like he has highlights Well he has like the random game where it's like oh he scored 25 points cuz he hit six threes so someone'll put that on YouTube but yeah this is just you know
0: you're watching Dwayne Dedman highlights Dude cuz
1: I'm so tight that they didn't re-sign Dwight He's only thirty-one, though. Yeah, he's still got some juice left. See, now you're getting roped in. Get on the get on the Denman bandwagon. I
0: like I like, uh, I like Dwayne Denman
1: because he's he's I'm like just... a unicorn, but he's like the crappiest unicorn. Of, he's like a donkey unicorn. <laughs> you know, it's like he can protect the rim and he can shoot threes, but he's like, oh, yeah. he like really can't do any of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah so that's where I'm at Dwayne Dedman highlights and bugging out about Dwight I might be the only person on earth who's still freaking out about why the Lakers didn't re-sign Dwight but whatever I don't
0: know yeah I mean that's that's pretty bizarre I, I did not but realize see, that look I,
1: a, I do there's no, no there's coverage it's no just, just like nope that's not even something that happened I'm just
0: just the Chris Haynes just Chris Haynes which I the guess
1: line. most of that information seems like it came from uh, Dwight or his agent Because you think the Lakers would like, you you know what I'm saying? Like somebody leaked that to Chris Haynes. And I don't think it makes the Lakers look particularly good because it's like, oh, you, you said it was a deal concept, not like a deal. Like what the hell does that even mean for a minimum contract? And then, and then, and then, how would the Lakers know that um, Joel Embiid was like reaching out to Dwight? It seemed like Dwight was almost that leak was like because you see the article about like oh the Sixers were pressing Dwight hard like uh, Joel Embiid even reached out to him. It's that's like Dwight wanting to get in the public like you know I went to the Sixers they were really pursuing me hard like don't freak out on me Lakers fans like I wanted to come back but you know this was happening so. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Rob Palinka knew that Joel Embiid reached out to Dwight. Do you know what I'm saying? So, right. uh, I'm just trying to read behind the scenes with that article, but it just.
0: There's just not enough clues to really. Piece it all make together. The
1: but um, then at Lakers yeah. Media Day, if they even have it, they're going to have it over the Zoom. It's people are going to be asking questions about Montrez Harrell and shit. LeBron, how does it feel cool. to be back for your 36th season? I'm going to be like, I'm going to hack the code to their Zoom call. So, why is it Dwight? Why was it he resigned, Rob? Answer the fucking question.
0: I feel like since there's pretty much zero talk about this, um, the Lakers camp is definitely not compelled to really say their side because it died down. It's not it even a
1: controversy. They don't even have to respond to it. People are like, okay, yeah. so but we we have to put their feet to the fire. We have to yeah. be the journalists. Well, yeah, like
0: they don't they don't care because I mean, there's just one article about it that you know doesn't make them look great. But you know, no one's talking about it. So they're just like no one's talking about it. There's no really reason to my, address it. So
1: my so, my yeah, only you're hundred yeah. percent right about that. It's like if there's why put out a statement or something if there's no controversy, right? That's the dumbest thing of all time. Here's my thing is my my only two um my only two theories is that LeBron and or AD didn't want Dwight back, which I don't really believe. Um, my gut feeling is I don't believe that. And I also feel like there wouldn't even be a quote unquote deal concept or a deal. You know what I'm saying? That there would just be of no deal. Like there wouldn't have been a deal concept if AD and LeBron were like, we don't want that guy back. Uh, so I, my theory is honestly, I think that they wanted to get rid of JaVale and they, they didn't want to get stuck with Javelle, Dwight and Montrez, which seems dumb because, A.D. needs two other centers on the roster because he pretends that he's a power forward. So it's like worst case scenario, you're stuck with JaVale, uh, Dwight, and A.D., and you don't get Marcus Gasol, but that's basically the same big rotation you had last year plus Montrez. So that wouldn't have been like the worst case scenario, you know what I'm saying? And what actually would have happened is you would have just traded JaVale to the Knicks for what you already did, and then you still would have been able to sign Marcus Gasol. So... And if 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 Rob Plinker really thought that he wasn't gonna be able to trade Avail McGee, then it's just like a failure on his part to not explore those possibilities before free agent starts. Like, did he just wake up like 15 minutes before free agent starts and like, okay, wh- guys, what are we gonna do? Who who who's on our team? Who wants to come back? What what are our options here? Like, you you should know I'm gonna do X Y Z. Boom boom boom. That should have been like first steps right out the gate. It's like oh we could trade JaVale because we talked to you know Leon Rose 2 weeks ago and he said yeah I'll take JaVale for if you throw in a second round pick why not you know that's simple or did they trade him to the Cavs
0: Yeah you see how many questions these ra- this raised I mean
1: tell me I would not be a good beat like... reporter because these these people they don't they they they, they nobody cares they got to ask you don't tell me there's Lakers fans out oh, there who know. wouldn't be wondering who don't want these answers yeah there are Oh, they traded he they, they traded JaVel to the cows, my bad. Point still stands.
0: Yeah, we need to we need to let the people know. So people don't forget. People this.
1: people have forgotten that, and that's the issue nowadays with people. Yeah. That they don't have any attention span. But I, I will I'm gonna hack the Zoom call of Media Day and I'm I'm gonna get Rob Plink on the record. And I'm not when he gives me some weird answer about some quote from, you know, gone with the wind, I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm gonna say, answer the question, Rob. You could have brought Dwight back on a minimum contract. Why is he not on the Lakers? It seemed like he wanted to come back on the Lakers. He tweeted out that he was he was coming back. Purple and gold never gets old. So clearly, the interest from Dwight was there, Rob. What the hell was that about, Rob? You didn't resign him, Rob. You wanted the guy wanted to come back, Rob.
0: I would love to see his reaction. Yeah, he would
1: probably say, uh, oh, you know. Did, like I would say back in uh, my grandmother would say, and he'll just go off on his weird tangents. PCP Palenka, as I call him, he's always tripping balls. And uh, I like Palenka, but that, I, that 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 didn't sit well with me. Okay, so Palenka, if you're out there, you, there's there's somebody's on your case, dude. Somebody's doing real journalism.
0: They're watching, always watching. Yeah. Well, I think that's a. That about wraps it up for the pod. A lot to unpack.
1: A lot to unpack.
0: Let, let the people know. We gotta get more info on this uh, Dwight saga that no one seems to be and talking about. No one's about.
1: talking about it. And then we also need some clarity on when the hell the Lakers are gonna sign Dwayne Deadman.
0: That's it. Those, Those are, are the two big action takeaways items from this pod.
1: Write you, you them down meeting. Oh next steps. What are our action items, guys? God, don't even get me started. There you go. All
0: right. People forget that podcast. Like, retweet. Do it up. Subscribe. You know the drill. Yep. Peace.